we are going to move on to Paul Hastings. There he is. Um, uh, hi, Paul. Um, and and he is going to talk to us about supply chain resilience. And uh, and of course, that is an immensely hot topic as well. And I think all of us in our sector are incredibly proud of the work that we have done to be resilient through this um, this period. Um, but this isn't just a short term topic. This is this is something that has lots of legs to it. So I'm sure Paul will have some very interesting perspectives to share with us on this topic. Uh, I hope so. I hope, I hope people find them interesting anyway. But um, it was just it's very interesting to hear that you know some of the stuff that Julian uh, and Steve have been talking about and their presentations as well ties in you know, with what I'm going to be showing you as well. So it's good to see that there's that common understanding of, you know, the importance of, you know, risk, especially, and moving forward with technology and how technology can help organisations, you know, stay in control of their objectives and compliance as well. So I work within the commercial team at IdeaGen and I have global responsibility for food and drink. Uh, previous to my time at IdeaGen, I worked as I was quality manager at McVitie's Biscuits in Glasgow for a while, and I was also outbound logistics quality manager at Allied Distillers. So I understand, you know, the, the problems that food and drink organisations face. Understand, you know, what it's like being audited by major organisations, you know, your Tesco's, your Morrison's, your Sainsbury's, etc., and dealing with customer complaints and problems that occur in the supply chain and how we need to work to control them and you know especially where you've got externally managed processes these are key areas and vulnerabilities within the supply chain so it's having that you know understanding that these need to be controlled properly and you know, robustly as well so it's having the systems in place and having the resource and making sure they're properly trained, etc., to make sure that should anything occur, so any undesirable events that do occur, you can mitigate you know, the risks and mitigate the consequences that come from these. So what we'll talk about today is you know what is your know, supply chain risk management. We'll cover managing supply chain risks and you know go on to dealing with the consequences of the disruptions and then you know, ensuring your organisation is complying, which obviously ties in very much with what Julian was talking about as well. When we, if we look at key words uh, in this, you know, you know, continuous uh, risk assessments, vulnerability, and ensuring continuity, and it's that implementation of the strategies to control this. And it's very appropriate just now when we're having, you know, two major impacts to the supply chain across the world where. We've got a global pandemic, and in the UK, we've got Brexit. And if you think about vulnerabilities that are having a big impact just now, not so much for the food and drink sector, but when you think about this war of words that's going on just now about the exporting of vaccines from the EU to the UK, and you know, we need to think about the relationships, especially cross border relationships, because food and drink is, is a global sector and the vast majority of food and drink organisations are going to have cross-border supply chain relationships in place 
and known is yours. So important now that these are maintained and there's this level of trust and understanding and awareness between all the different elements of that cross-border supply chain. So again, you know, with things like Brexit, with things like the pandemic just now as well, what we're seeing is lots of uncertainties and risks, you know, have occurred. And, you know, with the changes that we've seen over the last 12 to 18 months, you know, the need for the changes in requirements for documentation, the, the updates to regulations and all of these new activities that are now being put in place. And it's the ability to manage this, you know, so do we have the right resource? Do we have the correct communication processes in place to effectively manage these to ensure that, well, one, that the end consumer is not, you know, directly impacted by this, and also that your product is not affected by this as well. Certainly in Scotland, where I am, you know, we've seen the seafood industry particularly being affected by this, you know, with delays at ports, etc., with documentation, you know, causing delays, and which is an impact both to the, the manufacturer and to the end customer. So we need to make sure that these changes that we need to do and being adaptable to this change and mitigating these risks and uncertainties and moving forward to ensure that the correct processes are in place. Managing the supply chain risk. So again, what's been mentioned by both Steve and Julian earlier today as well is needing to understand the risks within the business. And all companies, you know, their, their key target really is to achieve their business objectives. And you need to be able to determine those risks and fully under, understand your supply chain process and understand everybody's responsibilities and their roles within those processes. And it's making sure that it's not, not just that people understand what they need to do, but they need to understand their capability to do these things as well, to do their tasks. So do they have the right equipment in place? Is that equipment properly calibrated, maintained, safety tested, etc. Are the people and the resource that are being used in the organization, are they properly trained? And you so you need to have systems in place to manage that. And moving forward in today's world, I believe that certainly can't be done, you know, in paper-based systems. So you need to have this, you know, proper systems in place, whether it be Steve and you know and Julie have talked about whether it be quality management systems, compliant, you know, compliance management systems, food safety management systems. But you need to electronics and you know digitalization and automation, you know, obviously key subjects for today. These are the only way forward, you know, to ensure that you could proper controls of your of your processes and your products. What we need to think about as well is the collaboration between all the different areas within that supply chain. So along that whole process flow, you're going to have experts in different areas for logistics, for packaging, for warehousing, for storage, uh, for producing, for you know, from farm to fork, as they say. And all of those different areas of the supply chain all need to collaborate with each other and use the expertise from each of the areas to ensure that everybody's objectives are being met because along that supply chain process 
everybody has a customer and everybody has a supplier. What we want to be able to do is integrate these, integrate that expertise and that knowledge into the process and evaluate you know, how effective your, you know, your tasks and the way you're performing they actually are. So again, if we think about the you know the key aspect of risk management, you know, it's identify, assess, action, and report and monitor. So what are the key risks within your own organization? Uh, how are they controlled? So where do they occur? How do they occur? Why do they occur? How often do they occur? And then once you've identified those things, so what is the impact of that risk to the business and who is affected by them? What are the consequences of those? And it's thinking well as well about the worst case scenario. Uh, what's the worst possible thing that could happen if you had undeclared allergens in a product or if there was a foreign object, whether it be glass, metal, bone fragments, etc., in any of your products, and they reach the end customer, or what would be the worst case scenario? Again, if we think about just now, with what would happen if your you know your lorries, your forty foot containers, get down to the docks, and they didn't have the right documentation? Okay, so what then can you put in place to mitigate those risks? So taking that action forward. So how are those risks addressed, and what systems do you have in place for doing that? So. How do you react? And you know, Julie mentioned as well about corrective action being reactive. It is, and but there's also looking at this thing about learning from your mistakes as well. And part of that would be how you report and monitor, you know, what's happened as well. So again, for me there, communication is the key and it's the ongoing analysis to make sure that any risks are being properly addressed. You know, you've got your ALARP, you know, it's as low as reasonably possible. So you, what is your risk appetite within the business and what is your ability to, to match that or meet that as well? So again, if we're thinking about, you know, managing your supply chain risks, you're going to have your external risks and your internal risks. And if we look at some of the external risks, we've got things like your political, your social, your economic, your technological, your legal, your legal, sorry, and your environmental risks. And again, fitting that into the context of the organization and how all of these are controlled and who controls them. And if we look at things like the supply risks, you know, if we look at, you know, multiple industries have been affected by this, you know, and go back to bottlenecks at the ports in Northern Ireland recently. Um, if you look at the Northern Ireland again, where they stopped doing the checks, huge impact on the supply chain. And again, if we look at the demand um, caused by these unpredictable events taking place, or even just unpredictable events, you know, when the pandemic first took hold, everybody was out buying toilet rolls, soup, toothpaste, sanitizer, etc. And nobody was really prepared for that. Uh, and we just, we didn't know how to cope with it for a few weeks. So everybody had to be adaptable and make sure that, we, you know, the things, you know, the right processes were put in place to control this. If we think about the commercial and the business risks as well, so 
if you think about your suppliers' finances at this time, this can have a huge impact. Maybe some of your suppliers are actually going to need your support at this time. And again, the physical plant. So have you got all the right processes and systems in place to make sure, as I was mentioning earlier, that all of your equipment is being calibrated, that like your hygiene and housekeeping audits are being performed on time and that the, all of the information and the results from these tasks are being properly communicated across the business. If we think about the internal risks, so if we look at manufacturing, so do we have the right systems in place that you can ramp up production or production lines needing to be closed down for a certain period of time because maybe there has been a problem with a product uh, there's been foreign bodies, undeclared allergens, etc. as I was mentioning earlier on. So watch your adaptability to then move that somewhere else, bring back in supply, you know, have you got stock in place to, to back that up to meet the demand. Again, if we look at the business side of it, so how are those key changes managed? So things like key personnel leaving the business. So do you have the resource in place and the properly trained resource to then back up these people who have then left the business so that there isn't a negative impact to your organisation? And again, you know, the, the planning and the control. So if we think about the key elements of safety, quality, environmental and compliance risks, and it comes, that comes right back to being able to identify the risks within the business and being able to action them, you know, assess them, action them, and then monitor, and then regain, you know, your, your strong position again. And lastly, you know, if we look at the, the mitigation and, you know, the contingency side of it, so lack of recovery plans can have a huge impact on an organisation, and I'll go on to talk about that a bit more. And it's this inability to adapt, and that's going to have a long-term effect on a business position of strength and the reputation of the business as well. Managing the consequences again, so I think if there's any Soccer AM fans out there, uh, they'll remember a quote I thought was brilliant a few years ago, which sums this up, it was Ian Dewey came up and talked about bounce back ability. And I think that's a great, a really simple way of, of saying that. So it sums it up perfectly for me that so can you survive what's happened? Can you come back from that and regain your position of strength, regain your reputation? And to do that, the only way to do that is the ability to adapt and you know to recognise the changes that need to be made and to use those lessons learned. And obviously, during that period of time, there's going to be quite a turbulent period where competitors will probably gain ground and customers lose confidence. And it is that, as Ian Dowie would say, that bounce back ability where you can overcome those you know, events that have taken place and regain that position of strength and that position of trust with your customers. And one for me that's happened over the last couple of years is, is KFC when they had obviously their, their huge supply chain disaster uh, 
and a chicken restaurant had no chicken. But they adapted to that really well and the recovery I think was fantastic, even to the way of you know poking fun at themselves of what happened. But you know, if you look at them now, it's as if that event never happened. People didn't, you know, they had such a good reputation, such a good recovery plan that they've regained that position of strength and trust and reputation with their customers. So again, if we're looking at managing the consequences of supply chains, so if we look at the resistance side of it and you've got the avoidance and the containment, so the avoidance comes from the key risks being identified and controlled and assessed and then being contained within the business. So it's about mitigating these consequences. So do you have, if you look at it, it's like a bow tie risk. So do you have um, the preventive controls in place, but also the reactive controls in place? So even if that undesirable event does happen, how can you absolutely minimise the consequences or the impact that's going to have further down the line? And when we look at the recovery plan, it's this you know, the stabilisation is bringing in these changes into your organisation and making sure that they have a positive impact on your organisation and that you're learning your lessons from what has occurred. And again, you know, you've got your return there, so it's getting back to what you do so well and getting, again, like I mentioned previously, getting back that reputation and that confidence, you know, from your customers. Going through this, um, so how do you ensure compliance to, and, you know, being able to achieve the business objectives, being able to ensure that your supply chain is being properly managed? And... Again, understanding the organisation and its context. And when I'm talking about the context of the organisation here, I'm talking about the whole supply chain. It's understanding, as I mentioned earlier, and you know, the other good, you know, Julie and Steve mentioned as well, it's ensuring that everybody knows what they're doing, uh, you know what everybody else is doing in that supply chain, and there's that collaboration between everybody in there. So going on to part two, again, understanding the needs and expectations of the interested parties. So do you know what your logistics, you know, partners, what their expectations are out of you? Do they know what your expectations are out of them? And again, it's this collaboration, the communication between all the different elements of the supply chain. Again, so who are all the interested parties in your process? So understanding and determining that scope of the business system. What are the key inputs and the key outputs? And where are the risks behind that scope as well? And if we look at, you know, you know, establishing the criteria for the processes. So what are these processes going to be and who's responsible for them? And how do you measure, how do you control, how do you audit all of these processes? And again, as has been mentioned earlier on, and Julian was mentioning about remote auditing. And that is, you know, digitalization, you know, electronic systems, they are, they are and have replaced you know, paper-based processes 
and is 100% is the only way to go moving forward. And even being able to do things like being able to perform audits, you know, from mobile apps, from tablet devices, you know, or mobile phones, being able to do things like supply appraisals from these, you know, the same types of devices as well. Moving forward, this is the only way, you know, to control this because you then have the ability to update everything in the organisation immediately. You're cutting the time for auditing, for doing these appraisals. You're probably cutting these processes uh, in half, you know, for the amount of time that it takes to do them. But again, so implementing the controls. So what controls do you have in place and how are they measured and managed as well? And again, you know, if you look at, you know, final stage six, so how do you document all of these processes so that you know people are actually following them correctly? How do you ensure what we're talking about earlier on about resource that's part of that documentation? How do you properly record that all of your resources have been correctly trained and that they're competent to carry out the tasks that are going to be done. One of the things, you know, where the I manage is working with our customers with QPulse, which is our compliance management system, uh, which covers all of these areas. Um, but if anyone would like to talk about how, you know, we can use electronic management systems at, you know, at any part of the supply chain process, if anyone wants to contact me directly, you can either get me at my email address here or you'd be able to get me on LinkedIn as well and you can contact me directly there. Thank you for listening to this FDF podcast. FDF is the voice of the food and drink industry, supporting our members with the expertise to develop, grow and strengthen their business. To learn more about how we can help your business, contact us at members.inquiries at fdf.org.uk. There's no better time to become an FDF member.